Send It All podcast with your hosts, Lucian Nodder and Brad Stone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Send It All podcast. I'm your host, Lucian Otter, and joining me as always is Mr. Bradley Stone, your co-host. Brad, how you doing? I'm great. I'm great. We made it to week four. Um, Almost. You know, I we, well, you know, we, we are in week four here, pretty much, right? Um, obviously, we've got week three to recap here, and there's been a lot of developments, uh, a lot of controversy that we're going to have to get to here, Lucian. Yeah, definitely. Um I uh, I only said almost because we have got one game already canceled because or postponed. I'm sorry because of COVID, and um, yeah, I was. Uh, I'm sure you know you 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 realized or you you felt it more than most people. Uh, what's going on with the uh, with the people on buys this week? So uh, hopefully it doesn't get too much worse as the season goes on. I'm sure there'll be another one at some point, but uh, it seems like they managed this pretty well. Hopefully this is a wake up call to everybody that. You got to be, and obviously, yeah, with with some other news that's happening. I mean, this virus is out there; it's real. So, uh, hopefully, the players are social distancing. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, let's jump right into it today. We've got the week three recap. Uh, first up was our game of the week. It was the Send It All Podcast Bowl um, between myself and and Brad. Um, and Brad took this one home this week, pulling off a stunning victory. Uh, put puts you at two and one now. Uh, and you were the only one who predicted this one correctly. Um, but Brad, how did you feel about the matchup and how did you feel about the results? Felt great about my squad. Once again, my defense was great. Uh, really held you to 101.9 points. Really proud of that. That's a total team effort. Uh, you know, I think uh, Big Ben and James Conner obviously came through huge for me. And uh, everybody else just kind of did their job. Uh, total team win. Proud of the boys. How, how are you feeling? I know uh, Deontay Johnson going out definitely hurt. Yeah, that was a big pain. I had two um, players this week who went out with injuries in the middle of the game. Really, really let my team down. Um, and uh, it, I was really hoping for a bounce back week last week. It just didn't happen. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to make it happen this week because I don't know if I go on four. I don't like my chances of making it to the playoffs this year. Now, Lucian, how how are you feeling though? I mean, you're you're putting up points. Yeah. You're- you're in close battles every week. I mean, what what's your level of panic right now? Honestly, I'm not that panicked. I I I like my players. I've just had a lot of bad luck. Um, my first two weeks, I played against the highest scoring teams in the league, which you know it sucks, um, but it happens. And I've just had injuries have been plaguing my team. Um, not not season ending, but week to week. And it's I feel like I'm every week I have at least two or three players who are not ready to go. So. Uh, but who I have, I, you know, I, I like the target shares. I like the volume they're getting. And, you know, that's all you can really ask for in fantasy football. So panic button's not being hit yet, but it's definitely disappointing. You're, you're look, you, the panic button's in the room. You're looking at it, but you're not ready to, to go near it just yet. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Next up, we have the meh game of the week. It was between Travis Shatsky, the quarantine hut, and Hogan's Wes's stepfather, now, all of us predicted that Hogan would win this one, but Travis squeaked out a win. I don't think anyone was expecting that, uh, especially you, Brad. What do you think about this? Well, horrible Hogan. Uh, 
losing to the team with the least amount of points. No surprise there. We all know Hogan is horrible at fantasy football, aptly earned a nickname, of course. I mean, the guy that started in Derek Carr, what a homer move by him. I mean, his team is just garbage. Tyler Higby, he traded for, who's just yeah, a very meh tight end. But, you know, I, I got more things to say about Hogan later. Congrats to Travis coming through big. Uh, and that's all I have to say about this game. I mean, meh. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hogan, I'm facing him this week. Should be a tough matchup. You know, I don't yeah, want to call... Walk in the park, Lucian. Walk I don't want to call anyone an auto win. Um, for me, it's, it's going to be a battle every single week. So, Hogan... Uh, look forward to playing you, but last week just wasn't your week. All right, next up we have Fresh Prince of Hilaire versus Bama Joe. Jason knocks off Bama Joe to become 3-0. and um, Off to another hot start. We've all said it. Jason looking good this season. Uh, Br- Brad, you didn't you didn't believe in Jason this week. You picked Joe to win. Um, Man, I was, I was saying roll tide, and uh, I guess I was wrong again. Uh, I, I picked Joe all three weeks, and he's really letting me down at one and two. Would love to see some more participation out of the guy. Seems like he's been a bit of a ghost. Um, you know, I, I think if he had held Melvin Gordon this week, and obviously we'll recap Thursday night uh, in a little bit, but I, I think I think that would have really helped him out. But like you said, Jason's just a juggernaut. Got to hand it to the guy. Yeah, come on, Joe. Roll tie, baby. Let's get let's get active. Let's get vocal. Let's I, participate. I, I might have to start saying War Eagle here. Uh, no one wants that. I mean, no. but. But obviously, he he had a well. We'll get to we'll get to the matchup later for for Joe's prospects this week. All right, all right. Next up, we have the Foreign Hub versus Karen's Cooking Pies. Karen knocks off Nestor to go to three and zero. Some might say another juggernaut in this league. What do you think? What an embarrassment by Nestor! What an embarrassment! Comes on the pod talking a whole bunch of trash, and his team just does nothing. I mean, yeah, okay, he had Mahomes go nuts, but we all expect that. Outside of that, hot garbage. Negative two from the New York Giants defense. Nestor, come on, buddy. If you're going to come on the pod and talk shit, your team better back it up. And you did not do that this week. Yeah, it's always disappointing when Karen wins. So, Nestor, I really wish you would have won. Um, But we did see this one coming. We both picked Karen to win, and that's what ended up happening. So, yeah. Okay, sometimes Karens are loud. Sometimes they get heard. This is true. Uh, Next up, we have... This is is the way. This is the way. All right. Next up, we have Suck Up the Victories versus El Chupacabra. Um, Paul, Paul wins. Paul won his first game. Um, I can't really talk bad about him because I have not done that yet, but he moves to one and two. I actually saw this one coming. I thought he made some good moves uh, to make his team a little bit better, and it paid off. Um, But Brad, you picked Robbie to win this one. How'd this matchup do for you? Really underestimated the name change. Chupacabra, of course, is it literally means goat sucker. From Spanish, chupada means to suck, and cabras is goat, goats. Uh, it's a legendary creature in the folklore of parts of the Americas, with its first purported sightings reported in Puerto Rico in 1995. Uh, did not know it's only been around since 1995. So uh, I'm guessing 2020, we're going to be seeing a lot of them running around, just the way things have gone. Uh, we already have murder hornets, so... I think Paul's with the times. Uh, congrats to Paul on a big win. Yeah, yeah. Just keep sucking up those goats, Paul. You might have a chance in this league. Okay, next up we have Paul will never own the trophy versus Eric's Wake and Drake. Um, Eric, the incumbent, takes on Wes and he defeats him to go to one and two. 
Uh, all of us predicted West to win this one, so it was quite an upset. Uh, what do you think about Eric taking down West this week? Yeah, I, I would not want to be Eric right now with the revenge that's going to take place from from our dear leader. Uh, I don't know who how many of you follow Instagram, but uh, there was a, a dog bed that was torn up all over Eric's um, uh, apartment. And he's trying to blame it on the dog, Corona. But I, I think we all know who really did that. Uh, I think up next is some more Godfather-like stuff. Um, Eric, I would just, I, I would watch where you're looking, watch, you know, I, I would watch your back. I'd, I'd be very careful out there. Um, you know, I think your team obviously performed decently, got a little lucky playing Gardner Minshew, who didn't do much. But uh, Alan Lazard, I mean, came through big. And the Colts D with 29, it's a very Eric way to win. Yeah, and unfortunately, this can't be a barometer for how Eric's season is going to go for the rest of the season because he's basically traded his whole team away, but we'll get to that later. Uh, but he's able to get a win, and that's all that matters. Uh, next up, we have Or the Land of McCaffrey versus Kamara Meha. Some might say this should have been the game of the week, but you know what? It wasn't that interesting anyways, so whatever. Uh, but we all picked Thomas to win, and unfortunately, the other guy won. Um Brad, any thoughts on this? Tough to win when you have one guy go for 40 and the rest of your team, you know, combined gets about uh, 57, 50, uh, 58 points. Uh, Tom's got some serious problems. Uh, and, you know, his bigger problem is he's facing me this week. Big win by, uh, by Miner. Of course, we'll get to the trade that really shook up the season quite a bit. Trading away Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. Uh, kind of been the bedrock of his team. Getting 25 from a kicker, though. Just my goodness. Is that the all-time high, Lucian? Uh, it's up there. I know that for sure. Yeah, it's got to be. Uh, that always sucks when you get beat by someone's defense and kicker. Like Those are just afterthoughts, and then ugh, they just go off, and it, it really sucks. But Well, I, I, have, I have some serious policy changes that I want to make here about defense and kickers, but we'll get into them on a, on a future podcast. Okay, sounds good. Um, but yeah, the two three and teams or the two two and teams are no longer two and One's three and one's two and one. But those are the matchups. We'll go over our weekly prediction scorecard. In the lead this week with three correct predictions is myself three and four. Uh, Brad, you came in second with guessing two of seven correct, and then Nestor came in with the lowest guest score of the year at just one and six. Just another another reason is. Podcast appearance was so embarrassing by Nestor. Uh, bad week all around for us, though, Lucian. Yeah, but you know what? We're still ahead of the guests. You're currently in the lead at the uh, year to date. You're at 12 and 9. I'm sitting at 10 and 11. And our guests are only at 8 and 13. So when it comes to predicting matchups, I guess, I mean, I, d I definitely say we have the advantage over our peers. Absolutely. And Wes, of course, our dear leader, came on with a very strong 5 and 2 performance. He's in first place. Paul, 2 and 5. And Nestor. One and six. Yeah, Paul should be thanking Nestor. He's no longer at the bottom. Hey, El Chupacabra, things are looking up. All right, let's get into the lamestream media fake news and injury reports. It feels like every week we have tons of injuries. I'm looking over the list here and we've got like a half a dozen or we got, you know, we got a dozen more. So, uh, but let's start off with the biggest one. It's the Titans versus Steelers, the COVID related by uh, Brad. This has affected your team more than others because of how many players you had uh, on the Steelers. But I want to know your thoughts about the COVID, or the league's COVID response. Is it adequate? Uh, do you think things need to change? What's your response? It's a disaster. It's absolutely horrible. The whole point of the IR spots was if you had players impacted by COVID. Well, 
my players have been impacted by COVID because the Titans are unable to play. Therefore, I should be able to put Steelers players on the IR and pick up replacement players. I think this is only fair given that this announcement wasn't made until yesterday and waivers are on Tuesday nights. Therefore, I had no no way to know that I even needed to go get players. Now I'm starting Baker Mayfield when I could have had perhaps um, the Dolphins quarterback in a, in a tantalizing matchup versus the Steelers. Of course, Mr. Fitzpatrick, who went to Harvard, in case anybody doesn't know. Uh, so it's it's a completely inadequate response. I'm protesting for for major changes. Uh, we're going to take to the streets. Anybody who's with me, uh, meet me at Buffalo Wild Wings in Costa Mesa tomorrow, and we'll uh, watch some football, and maybe we'll get around to actually protesting. Yeah, this is this is difficult. I mean, what if in the future it's not just one game that gets put on a bye? What if it's two or three or four games? All of a sudden, a quarter of the league is sitting there without playing any games, and you don't want to drop these players. You know, they're they're integral to your team, uh, but because you'll have no one to start, and you can't put them on your IR, you're just, you know, shit out of luck. So I don't know. I hope it doesn't come to that, but I think we should be prepared. Um, otherwise, we're going to be dropping a lot of players that we don't want to drop. And if you were lucky enough to still have your WAB, then maybe you can go and pick up some good steals. Now, Lucian, would you drop a player? Like, let's say there was no quarterbacks available. There's there's eight teams that are COVID infected and you don't have a quarterback able to play. I mean, what would you do? Would you drop a quarterback? Would you just basically eat it for the week? I mean, how, how's that going to work? I don't know if I'd drop a quarterback. Uh, I'd probably drop either a kicker or a defense um, if I don't like if I don't want to drop any of my bench players. But the way I constructed my roster was like I, I try to take into account that some players might not be might not be playing. So I have players who can fill in for a bye. But like this week, I almost had two wide receivers out. Uh, due to COVID and due to injuries. And I had to pick up another wide receiver. Um, and then I also had a questionable running back. And so if this all hit at the same time, then I would have had to drop someone like a like a Deontay Johnson or a Jameson Crowder, uh, which I would not would have would I which I would not wouldn't do. So um yeah, yeah. And and obviously everybody agrees that horrible Hogan's take is completely wrong. Um so so I'm very, very proud of our league for recognizing that. Um yeah, just I, I think this is going to start. There's going to be more pop-ups. Uh, I mean, I'm hopeful that this is a warning to all the players to really take things seriously. But I, I imagine there's going to be more of this. Yeah, I hope the I hope the coaches take it more seriously too. Did you see uh, Gruden with the panties on his face as a mask? Yeah, what's he doing? What's he doing with that? <laughs> he's just uh, he's <laughs> trying to clown. He's trying to say what a joke it is, but then we see you know a whole game gets postponed because of this, and so hopefully he'll he'll think again about you know, calling out what a joke wearing masks are. Yeah. Clown franchise, clown fans. I mean, just clown coach. Just you hate to see it with the Raiders. I, I don't even know if they should be in the league anymore. <laughs> All right. Well, we got a we got a huge list of uh, players who are maybe out or maybe in. I'm just going to run through them fast. You let me know if you think it's going to be out or in or if you think the injury is serious and how it will affect, you know, the team. Uh, first up, we have DeAndre Hopkins. He's he has an ankle problem and he's not practicing. Is he in or is he out? He's going to be in. That man shows up in place. Okay. Sounds good for a uh, minor who just traded for him. Uh, next up, we have Terry McLaurin. Questionable. Is he in or out? I say out. Okay. Uh, not a good matchup. Maybe they'll sit him for this week uh, to be determined. Uh, Chris yep. Godwin, still out. Uh, I don't know who has Chris Godwin at the moment, but uh, that can't be good news for your team. 
I, I think he's out as well. I, I don't think he plays. Uh, next up, we have Fournette, who's also out. Um, you don't really have to say in or out for that, but uh, that's just another injury. Michael Thomas, he's out for his third straight week. Um, can Travis survive this? Probably, probably not. Probably oh. not. Maybe time to make a trade, Travis. Yeah, I don't think he wants to let go of Michael Thomas for some reason. Uh, no Fant injured himself Thursday night ankle. They say it's not serious, but should Robbie be worried? I think he should be worried that he's starting a Denver Broncos tight end, but I don't think he should be worried about Fant's health. Okay. Uh, Alan Lazard had core surgery. He's out for the rest of the season. After a hot start, uh, that player can no longer be counted on. Just a typical Eric thing. Gets the best out of him. Gets 26 points. I mean, the man's never had an injury during a game. Uh, Eric, this is what an injury is called, though. Uh, Just so you know, you are going to have to drop that player uh, and move on. So you're going to have to pick up a new player. I don't know if you know how ad drops work. So just you might want to read up on that. All right. Next up, we have Henry Ruggs not practicing. He's going to be out. Uh, Mike Williams not practicing. Is he playing? Is he? Are you playing him this week? Mike Williams? No, I think he's he is a drop candidate for me. The man's just been disappointing. Yeah, he hasn't been getting many targets with Herbert in there, so we'll see what happens. But right now, he's not practicing. Uh, next up, we have Jared Cook. He's also not practicing. Uh, not really a big injury news. Uh, but with Michael Thomas out, he could have or he should have had a bigger role in this offense, but. Yep. If he's not practicing, he's not playing, and he won't get you any points. Uh, next up, we have Calvin Ridley popped up as not practicing. Should this uh, owner be concerned? Well, with it being um, – is it Sunday or Monday night, Lucian? Monday. Oh, it's Monday. I mean, that's tough for an owner. You, you really have a lot to juggle there. I would lean Ridley plays. Okay. Uh, Deshaun Jackson is not practicing. I don't think he's rostered at the moment. John Brown is not practicing. Um. I'm, I don't know who has John Brown, but I think it's Thomas, right? I think Thomas does. Um, I don't imagine John Brown plays. Yeah. Uh, Kareem Hunt, he has a groin injury, but they said he's not serious. He returned to practice today, which is good news for me. Thank you. Uh, Miles Sanders is full practice. Um, did you add this wanted, one in? I added that. I just want to point out to the people, <laughs> all the fake news saying, oh, he's not going to play. He's not going to play. Miles Sanders is fine. He's a stud. He's the man to own. Uh, very excited for his performance this uh, coming Sunday. Are you worried at all about that that Eagles team with Carson Wentz, who's been looking pretty bad this year? This is my upset of the week. I think the Eagles will beat the 49ers. Wow, it could happen. I know they're getting a lot of their players back this week, so we'll see. Hey, by the way, is Debo Samuel out of IR yet? Uh, he actually, he's going to play Sunday night. Nice. We got to put them on yeah. uh, on your roster. Well, he's still listed as IR um, per per the league. They haven't officially activated him just yet, but the the word is that he's going to be back. Okay, sounds good. Uh, Julio Jones questionable. He seems to always be questionable. Just got traded to Minor. Uh, what do you think? Can Minor can pull off a win with Julio and Hopkins possibly missing this week? I got Julio is out. He he's not going to play on Monday. Uh, Better take some drastic moves here, Miner. Uh, you're going to know high and mighty Mr. Auto Draft passed out. Uh, obviously made a huge trade we'll get to, but I don't think Julio plays. Lucian, do you think he suits up? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't even want to speculate with those wide receivers. It seems, it seems every single week at least one of them is injured, so yep. we'll see. Uh, and next up, we have Dallas uh, Goddard. Fractures ankle. He is out for several weeks. 
Um, this was Paul's player. He traded Ertz away for to keep Goddard, um, and that seemed to bite him on the ass. He had to pick up Jimmy Graham to to replace him. Well, if only he knew someone that had two available tight ends, Paul. Maybe he should uh, El Chupacabra, I should say. Give me give me a buzz. <laughs> Uh, and the last one we have is Tariq Cohen, ACL tear. I only bring it up because there was some movement on him in the preseason. Someone had dropped him. Someone had spent some fab to pick him up. Um, but really not of consequence. He's gone. Yeah. See you next season. Get, get well soon, buddy. Get well soon. All right. Oh, we have a note here. What does this mean for Monty, for David Montgomery? Do you think it's a big boost to him? Yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. Um, I think that's a big, big boost for him. It seems like they, they're really committed to Montgomery. Uh, obviously, he's on Hogan's team, though, Horrible Hogan. So I'm sure Horrible Hogan won't get anything out of him. I mean, Horrible Hogan just does not know how to motivate players. <laughs> well, I hope not. Okay, next up, we have trade wars. And there's really only one big trade this week that we need to talk about. And that was between Eric's team and Miner's team. It was a it was a trade for the ages, five players for five players. Now, Brad, can you remember in, in the history of Send It, have we ever had five for five in a trade before? I can't say we have. This is actually, you know, I, I had a good time with Zach that one year. Uh, I don't know if that was five or five. I, that might have been three to three or four to four. So I think five to five is probably the record. Um, everybody, of course, remembers that that great trade I made. Drove Zach bad. Uh got him to basically quit the league. So, you know, you got to be careful with that. Could the same happen to minor potentially? Uh, should, should, do you want me to run through the trade real quick here, Lucian, or would you like to do it? You do it. I don't, I don't have it pulled up. Okay. So we have, um, wake and Drake receives Matthew Stafford, Julio Jones, Deandre Hopkins, Russell Gage, and Deandre Swift. And he gives up to Eric Odell Beckham Jr., Allen Robinson, Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen, and Damian Harris. So I think we can start off by saying that, uh, to me, Damian Harris is, is a bit of a nothing in this trade. Um, I, I don't have, you know, he's on IR, so, so maybe Eric sees something in him. I'm not quite sure. But the jo- giving up the Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs package by minor, I mean, to me, that, that gives the win to Eric. That, that, those guys look fantastic. Obviously, Julio Jones is just banged up all year. He's getting up there in age. And DeAndre Hopkins, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins is a stud. I'll give that one to Minor. Yeah. But getting Stafford, I, I don't know, Stafford and Swift, I, I give this win to Eric. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I definitely think Hopkins was the best player in this trade. Um, there's no doubt that, you know, Josh Allen has been the number two QB in the league so far. He's been just putting up numbers. And Diggs is his main wide receiver, so that's a good it's a good stack to have. But uh, Miner already dropped Swift, decided he didn't need him anymore. Um, but yet, I, I think I'm a little bit higher on Damian Harris than you. I think he could turn into something, uh, especially with that nebulous backfield in, in New England. But overall, it's hard to say. I mean, Odell Beckham Jr., I don't see much from him this year. Uh, Allen Robinson, I think, gets a boost, especially with Nick Foles in there. So that could be a good asset. Um, but I hate to say it, but it might be a pretty even trade. I just don't get it because, you know, you're giving up pretty much your entire team, five starting players or four starting players and one bench. Um, that complete, completely changes the dynamic of your team. And Miner was already 3-0 and with that team. So I don't know why he wanted to blow it up, why he wanted to make changes. 
Um, I'm really curious of why he made that decision. But uh, you know, I do have one theory. He, the man was at zero WAB. Now he's at 25 from that mm. trade. And as we know, it's all about the WAB. Yeah, maybe it's more important than you thought, Miner. Mm. Uh, yeah, so those were the trades. Um, was there anything? Do we want to do a recap of Thursday night? Oh, we're recording this on Friday. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, high high scoring game. Uh, I had taken the under in that one, so I was disappointed to see that. Uh, <laughs> obviously, started the Jets defense. Feel like I got away with murder there with eleven points. Uh, it was not looking good at halftime. Let me just say that. Uh, yeah, the, the meltdown on uh, the Banker Cats end was was getting close to occurring, but. It all worked out. Got away with 11 points. Feeling good about that. Um, Joe, I think, was the big winner uh, with having, oh, you know what? He didn't start Melvin Gordon. Joe, Bama Joe. Oh, no. What happened? He got a big Judy catch on what should have been an interception. Yeah. Uh, so so at least he got that, but left 26.8 points on the bench. Hate to see it, Lucian. Yeah. Um, this game was definitely not what I was expecting, but it was a pleasant surprise Jamison Crowder made his return. He was a guy who it was on my bench who was injured for two weeks. Uh, all he did was go up and put another 100-yard game on the board. So uh, I'm very happy with his production so far. Uh, got me 15.9 points. The thing that really bothered me, though, was that I spent 10 WAB to pick up the Broncos defense after I'd already picked up the Jets defense for free, uh, thinking that maybe they had a better uh, game against uh, Sam Darnold than the Jets have against Rippon. Um, and you know, they put up a respectable six points, but it was definitely not what the jets put up. So, um, yeah, six, six points, six sacks. I mean, no, no turnovers, but they, they really got to Darnold and obviously he had to leave the game for a little bit. You, you're, you must've been salivating though, when Joe Flacco was in there for those couple of plays, you know what, there was a time when it, when it just like went through my mind, like, wait a minute. Joe's not that bad and he has more experience. <laughs> this could be worse. This could be worse than the Broncos. Uh, but luckily, that, is, that is not a good prospect for Sam Darnold's future. If he's worse than Joe Flacco. <laughs> um, but well, I mean, he's he's younger and he doesn't have as much. He's not as savvy as a vet as Flacco is. But um, you know what? I just heard that Sam Darnold's going to be out for a few weeks with a sprained shoulder. So it could be the Flacco experience in Jets country. Wow. Wow. Watch, watch him go in, like win like four games for them or something. Blow up their chance of getting a uh, good draft pick. I mean, that'd be the most Jets thing of all time. Yeah. Well, as long as he keeps throwing to Crowder, I'm fine with it. Uh, but Wait, that, do, you, do, you th- do you think Gase should still be there? No, I don't think he should be a head coach anywhere. <laughs> I, I really don't get it. He never I, should have been. I don't get it. <laughs> you, you just watched the offensive play calling for the Jets last night, and it was just like, what are they? It was like, let's, let's give it to Frank Gore, and he'll run right up the middle for one yard. Let's just keep doing that over and over. Um, there was no motion behind the line or in the backfield. There was no trickery, nothing special. It was just so bland, and I don't get it. They, they claim he's an offensive guru, but he, he kind of reminds me of Lane Kiffin in a lot of ways, oh, without no. any of the hilarity. Yeah, so I, I I don't have a lot of hopes for for Gase to ever be able to turn this thing around. I think you mean Bane Kiffin. Ooh, Ben Kiffin, that's true. I was born he, in the darkness. No, what, what's he say about the mask? Like, <laughs> perfect for these times. What do you say? Like, no one knew who I was till I put on the mask. No one knew who I was until I put on the mask. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that was Bane Kiffin. Bane Kiffin. I actually had a team named Bane Kiffin one year. Uh, I was very wow. high. He was wow. the he was the head coach of USC, right? And then I was I was high on him, and it didn't work out. Uh, I respect that. I respect that. That's okay. That was back in the day after you know the Pete Carroll era at USC, and and Clayton had invited me to a bunch of football games, and I got really into USC football. Uh, those are fun days. Love it. All right, that is it for the trade wars and the week or the Thursday night recap. Brad, I believe you have some ads before we bring on our next guest. Let's do it. Uh, as everybody knows, it is the Banker Cat's birthday on Monday. Ooh. So just an advertisement to everybody to go ahead and buy those birthday cards. Head on down to the to local Walmart or to CVS. I, I expect a signed card from each and every one of you in the league. Uh, if you want to put some cash in there, that's cool. You know, I'm not going to tell you not to do that, but I can also give you my Venmo, of course. Uh, it's Bradley-Stone-2 if you want to send me some money. I would love that. Uh, you know, I I think there's going to be some birthday magic for me this weekend, though. So happy birthday to Brad. Uh, really appreciate all the love in advance. And, you know, you can just basically call me call me Lord Brad, Lord Banker Cat for, for the weekend. I, I, I just assumed you guys would do that. So really appreciate it. Uh, going to have some magic, though. Looking forward to playing Thomas. Going to be a magical weekend. And that's it for Brad's dad. All right. And now it's time for our special guest. Please help me in welcoming Mr. Eric um, Eric Miller. Is your name Eric Miller? No. My name is Eric Miller, yes. <laughs> I just had I just had a major brain fart right there. <laughs> hey, I agree. I don't know who he is either with this name change he's done, Lucian. Right? Uh, yes. <laughs> it's like he gets a whole new team and he's a completely different person. Do his three titles even count anymore? I don't think so. I think he left those in the dust by, by changing his name. Yeah, well, you know, I, I really had to um, I, I felt like I needed to come up with a new name. I don't know. I there's a new side to the trophy that I want to cover. And I feel like if I just cover the whole trophy with my name, my previous name, you know, it's not I don't know. It's not just wasn't doing it for me anymore. Plus, I like generous. Wes, you know, very, yeah. yeah, very generous of you. Wow. Wow. I mean, I thought the name was iconic, but, you know, maybe it was from a, a different era. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Um, but you know what? It's good to change things up sometimes. And speaking of changing things up, can we just talk about this um, this trade you made? It was five players for five players with minor. And I just want to know, like, what was your thought process behind this? Because it completely transformed two teams in this league. Uh, so to be quite honest, um, this wasn't the initial trade. Uh, I was kind of shopping around D hop. I, you know, I had two good, really good players on my team that I really needed to spread off the wealth. I think I, I think I texted half the league asking for offers for D hop. Um, and you know, it just kind of escalated really quickly. There wasn't a trade, uh, just like a two for one that he was offering that, that would like was, you know, that I liked. And then he, you know, it was really minor. He just came out and was just like, hey, what if you just want to swap wide receivers? And uh, yeah, and and from there, it kind of really escalated. (laughs) Uh, So I I wasn't going to take his wide receivers just as a straight swap. I wanted Damian Harris. Um, I I still think he's going to be the lead back there in in, in two to three weeks. Although being the lead back in in, uh, on on the Patriots team is never that great, but... 
Uh, what really threw it over the top was uh, after he offered that and I denied it, then he he said we should swap quarterbacks. And I was, I was just wow. like, sold. I try to not, I try to be not too into it because he said he, he wasn't quite sure about it. But for me, that was, that was a dead sell right there. Um, Josh Allen's, he's really good this year. Uh, our league really favors good quarterbacks. And I'm I'm really excited to have him on my team. Yeah, I I, I gave you the win in the previous segment when we were rec- recapping trades. Lucian thought it was pretty even though. Um, obviously you gave up 25 WAB as well, which you can never discount that. <laughs> so I feel that I I oftentimes think there are trades that benefit both teams, and in in this instance, I really feel like it benefited both of us because Miner being at the top of the league can sit back. He can, you know, overcome injuries. He can take a couple of weeks off. But once all his guys come back, I mean, Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor, D-Hop, and Julio, that's going to be a hard team to beat. And that was actually the thought process I had about swapping quarterbacks. I wouldn't have done the deal if he would have kept Allen because you put Allen on top of those four players. I don't think anyone has a shot of beating him. Um, so, you know, now he has to deal with Matt Stafford. I mean, Stafford was good last year, but he hasn't been very good this year. He just got Galladay back. Does that mean anything for him? I don't know. That team's kind of a wreck right now. Yeah. Now I just have one question at any point during this trade, did it ever feel like Miner might've been drunk when he was offering it? Um, because (laughs) I don't even know how you get to a place where you offer five players for five players. Like you've got to be on something. You know, I don't think so. Maybe. Um, I mean, he is a notorious maybe. drunk auto drafter. <laughs> we, we, we are, we are all true. worried about. We're all worried about Miner. We're all worried about him. <laughs> the Get thing I love Miner. about the thing I love about trading with Miner is you can offer him something crazy, and he's not just going to immediately shoot it down and stop talking to you. You can talk things out, and then eventually get to a point where we both make a deal. We were just kind of, you know, after we decided to like have it around swapping wide receivers. Um, and then we started thinking about like how the league would react to a trade like this. I don't know. just kind of snowballed a little bit. All right. Well, we'll see how it plays out for both your teams. Um, it should be interesting going forward. I mean, all of our projections, all of our models are completely out the window now. Uh, it's, it's anyone's game right now. All right. Let's get into our first segment. It's our game, the Wacky Wab. You know the rules. If you like it, you kiss it. If you don't, you slap it. First up, we have Justin Jefferson going for 101 WAB to Thomas. Eric, I'll start with you. Do you kiss this or you slap this? You know, this is a tough one. I I knew I wasn't going to get him. I really wanted him. I know that offense can support two wide receivers. They've done it in the past. 100, I think, is too much. So I'm going to slap this. And Brett? Love the player. I put 24 on him and uh, obviously was well short. Uh, I think this is one I'm going to kiss it. I mean, 101 is a lot, but if there's a player you believe in, a player you really, really want, I mean, 101 WAB is a price you got to pay. Yeah, you don't pay that much money unless you're, you feel like there's holes in your roster and you need something filled. So uh, I don't have his players pull up in front of me, but I'm guessing that his wide receivers are a weakness of his team. So Amari Cooper, Hardman, and Jefferson with John Brown on the bench, Edelman on the bench as well. Okay, Edelman, 
uh, not bad. Hardman, I'm sure he's just playing him because he has to, but <clears throat> who knows? Maybe this is the missing piece he needs. He's already doing well. I'm going to slap this. It's just 101. Well, I shouldn't slap because I paid 100 for Pollard, so I guess I'll kiss him. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I'll kiss it. You can have this one, Thomas. All right, next up we have Mo Alley Cox goes to Karen Peters for 37. Wow, Brad, you kiss it or you slap it? I'm slapping it. I mean, it's just a confusing name to even say. I, I just, I'm out on it. 37, you're blowing your WAP, blowing your wad. Uh, Karen Peters, do better. How about you, Eric? Yeah, I'm going to slap this too. I, you know, I've been trying to sell PD or AKA Karen, um, a tight end for quite some time. And he just, I mean, the guy's starting Rob Gronkowski. So, I mean, he obviously has no idea what he's doing at the tight end position. You know, Mo Ali Cox had one good week. Sure. Um, actually, okay. Two, two solid weeks. So, you know, maybe it might not that be that bad of an addition, but he still has him on his bench. So I don't know what the hell Petey's doing there. Uh, so I'm going to slap it just because it's Petey. Yeah, I actually like Mo Ali Cox. I picked him up that first week that he had his, his first good game. Uh, I see a bright future, um, even with Jack Doyle on the offense. Um, but yeah, I just I don't know what Karen is doing. Um, he's turning down all your trades for tight ends, and then he goes and trades Adrian Peterson for Rob Gronkowski, or should I say the ghost of Rob Gronkowski. Um, I mean, maybe he has a good matchup this week, but the guy's done nothing on the field. So I'm going to slap this one. Uh, especially since he's not even starting him. So we'll see how that goes for you. Uh, next up, we have Ronald Jones picked up by Nestor for 32 Wab. Nestor, the Fournette owner, finally gets his handcuff, although I'm hearing some rumblings in the bushes that Keyshawn Bond might be coming into the picture here. Uh, Eric, are you going to kiss this one or are you going to slap it? You know, honestly, I'm going to kiss this one. I'm playing Nestor this week. Um, Fournette's out. And so now he, you know, he has a starting running back on a, on a pretty good offense. Um, not a bad pickup, at least for this week when uh, we both need a win. So I'm, I'll kiss this one. And what about you, Brad? I'm slapping it. Nestor is a total disaster. Train wreck of a franchise. <laughs> uh, can't be trusted with anything. Came on the pod talking smack and just totally bombed. Very low ratings. This is a slap. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to kiss this one, too. I mean, he's got his leading running back out with an injury and needed his backup. So uh, it's something I would have done if I was in his position as well. So uh, we have a late addition to the Wacky Wab. Robbie picked up MVS uh, earlier this morning, I believe, for 16 Wab. This comes on the news that Alan Lazard is going to be out for the rest of the season after just undergoing core surgery. Uh, in this Packers offense, MVS could be very valuable going forward. Brad, are you going to kiss this one or are you going to slap it? This is a slap. We've all seen MVS before. The guy, uh, he just shows up once, you know, once or twice a season, has a good game, but he's shown he's not very reliable. I think they'll spread the ball. They got Aaron Jones and of course, um, you know, they got their lead dog as well. So Rogers just, he loves to have one key receiver and then he spreads it around too much to know. That being said, 16 WAPs, not too much. So to me, it just, it's a soft slap. It's a little pat on the cheek. <laughs> and what about you, Eric? I think we called that the, you guys called that the bro hug last time, the right? Hug, I, I, think yeah. I'll, <laughs> I think I'll give it a bro hug as well. You know, I had uh, the Lazard King on my, on my team and I had just texted Paul hours before 
asking if I was crazy thinking that he was going to be really good this year, you know, top 20 wide receiver. Um, and then news came out that he got surgery a couple hours later. Um, I don't think he's out for the rest of the season, but um, I, I, I tend to agree with what Brad says. Um, you know, MBS has had, I think, three years now to show that he can do something in this offense and he's just never done it. So, you know, 16 is not too much to pay for a wide receiver two in that offense, but you know, it's just not very exciting to me. I don't, I don't think he's going to crack Robbie's, you know, starting wide receivers. Maybe he will. Maybe he's just using it as a backup for, um, for Devonte Adams. But yeah, I'll give this one a bro hug. All right, I'm going to kiss this one. I didn't think it was a bad pickup, especially for 16. Uh, Robbie's done a good job this year picking up decent players for on the cheap. So I think this is another promising acquisition who is also a handcuff for his, his main player. So I'll kiss it. Uh, next up, we have Travis picking up Preston Williams for 14 WAB. Preston's been around a few teams already in this league. I drafted him, dropped him, hasn't performed yet, uh, still recovering from an injury, and he's on the god-awful Dolphins team. Um, but they should have a good matchup this week. Brad, do you think that Preston Williams was a good pickup for 14 WAB? This is a slap. This is a rookie mistake chasing that tight end, or excuse me, the one touchdown he had last week for a grand total of seven yards. I mean, the guy hasn't cracked 7.7 points, even while having a touchdown. Uh, this is a slap. Boring. All right, Eric, you slapping this too? Yeah, I'm slapping this one. Uh, I, I feel like Travis has just kind of given up his wab for these mediocre players um, where he's just chasing points from the previous week. Don't like the pickup, but, you know, Keep doing what you're doing, Travis. <laughs> I, I think the, the correct price for that player would have been like maybe five WAB. I, I think it, it's an overpay. I mean, I doubt there was much of a market for the guy. He probably could have gone for zero, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this does seem like a rookie rookie mistake. And Travis has made this a couple times in the league where he puts picks up players who had a big uh, last uh, a big previous week, uh, and then is hoping for that same, you know production the following week and uh it's something that you have to you, you know you have to learn from on your own by experiencing it so <clears throat> maybe this will just make him a better player uh next up we have jimmy graham goes to paul the tied endless paul who traded away Ertz and kept goddard uh picked him up for 11 wab eric uh do you like this signing do you think jimmy graham has anything left in the tank going forward especially with nick Foles as quarterback I wish I could slap it harder than just a slap. This is the most ridiculous pickup. This is classic Paul. The guy gets a few touchdowns, and then Paul just loves loves that person, puts down a bunch of wab for him. I mean, Jimmy Graham was something, what, like eight years ago when Drew Brees was his quarterback. Uh, he hasn't been anything since. Just just slap this. Yeah. Slap this hard. It is super slap. Uh, Brad, you, slap, you slapping this as well? I'm slapping. Why do you pay an 11 for for Jimmy Graham? I mean, what year is this? You know, if this was 2014 when he was still in New Orleans catching bombs, you know, of course I would think 11. You, you wouldn't even have that opportunity. But to pay for 11 for for man, this man in 2020, that is a slap. Paul is a mess at the tight end position. He can't figure that thing out. Trade the way hurts. I mean, what is he thinking? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, he needed something, so this is better than nothing. Um, but he falls in that category of streaming tight end. You don't know what you're going to get week to week. Uh, maybe he put a bid in for Mo Ali Cox and didn't get him. And then this was his consolation prize, but, uh, Jimmy Graham or Jimmy grandpa, some call him, um, many, many are calling him that many, many, 
Uh, we'll see how it goes for Paul. Um, but moving on, we have Cole Beasley picked up by Robbie for eight WAB. Had a big game last week. I believe he broke 100 yards. Um, third receiver in this offense, but John Brown is out. Is Robbie just picking up a weak rental for Cole Beasley? Uh, Brad? I love this pickup. This is a big kiss, a big, big wet kiss for me. I think you can plug Cole Beasley in. He's going to get you 8 to 12 points every week, so he's very consistent in that regard. And that That's an asset to me. I mean, he's going to get a, a very predictable amount of volume. Uh, John Brown, you know, might play. It looks like it looks like he's trending towards playing. Uh, but for only eight WAB, yeah, I, I support it. Uh, Cole Beasley is kind of that player every year who gets. He seems to be on every single person's team roster. They pick him up for a week or a couple weeks, and then they drop him, and someone else picks him up. It's kind of like herpes, you know. It's like one person <laughs> has it, everybody has it. Yeah. I think Brad used to call it having the Beasles. <laughs> oh yes, the, no, the, that, that was Lucian. Yeah, well, I got oh, that. that Lucian. I got that from the fantasy footballers. That that was their nickname for him. Whoa, we don't talk about other podcasts. <laughs> oh, sorry. I didn't know that was so many rules, Brad. Should Jeez. we let's, let's settle this DFS thing right here and now? Um, we, we got three adults on the line. <laughs> Are you allowed to talk about DFS in the group chat? Absolutely. I, I say yes. Okay, this is my reasoning. The reason that we don't talk about other leagues in the league is to, I feel like it's to make this league more special. Like, we don't want to hear about your other, the other people that you're playing with, your other buddies or whatever. Yeah, Karen. Um, <laughs> we want to make it all about this league. But when you talk about DFS, that's something that, you know, I've talked with Robbie. I've talked with other, I've talked with Wes about DFS lineups, either in private or on the chat, just seeing what they're doing, what they're thinking. Um, and I think it's just a good way to, it's a good way to talk about fantasy football more. And it's just to get more involved in that world. And I'm pro for that. I don't think it's, I don't think it's uh, promoting uh, the discussion of other leagues. I think it's, I look at it more like it's betting and talking about sports betting. Yeah. How, how I view it is uh, with DFS, you're focused on the players, right? We're just talking about players playing football. Well, when you're talking about other leagues, you're talking about other people, other teams. It's like, I don't care who's on your other team. That doesn't matter to me. But if you want to talk to me about a player, like say, Oh, do you think, you know, uh, Michael Thomas is going to do good this week. Yeah, you know, I'll chat that up. And that's what I feel like DFS is. It's like you're just talking about individual players and do you think they're going to have a good week or not? All right, all right. Well, I've come around on this. You know, I, I, do, I agree it's gambling. So we, we obviously promote gambling talk. I want to hear all about the crazy bits. I want more of that. So so I'm fine as long as it's not doesn't overtake the group chat. All right, fair enough. Um and for the future, I won't mention DFS as much. I'll just talk about individual players. But yeah, it's we're we're all about having fun, and that's what this is all about. All right, I, I, all right, all right. We've got two more on the in the wacky web. We have Jordan Wilkins picked up by Nestor for eight web. Um, he is Jonathan Taylor's backup if Jonathan Taylor ever goes down. Um, Brad, are you kissing this or are you slapping it? Uh, it's just a meh. I mean, from the meh team of the week, kind of the meh team of the league. Uh, it's just meh. Uh, I guess. I guess slap. Yeah. And Eric? Yeah, I'm going to slap this. I just, I don't understand the need to put any WAB on a player like Jordan Wilkins. Um, he could drop him right now and pick him up a couple days later. And no one's going to, no one's going to take this player. So that's a slap for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been working on a segment called the iron price or the gold price. And Nestor definitely paid the gold price for a player. He probably could have paid the iron price for. So, um, but you know, to each their own. 
And the last one is Brandon Ayuk, picked up by Jason for six WAB. Um, I think he's chasing the production from the last couple of weeks. Uh, we've got Debo Samuel coming back. Jeremy McKinnon's coming back. George Kittle is coming back. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be coming back. Ayuk's role in this offense might not be as big as it once was the last couple of weeks. Um, but I'm curious, Eric, are you going to kiss this or slap this for six web? Uh, I might just bro hug this one. Uh, I don't really care one way or the other. Uh, yeah. I think Ayuk, you know, he's a rookie, so, you know, his role is probably not going to be too great in an offense of, you know, Kittle and all those running backs. So, you know, six lab, whatever. Yeah. Um, he could, I mean, you know, he's had some production, so maybe that continues. You just never know. Yeah. So I'll bro hug this one. Fair enough. Uh, Brad, what about you? I'm going to kiss it. You know, six lab, take a shot. Good gamble. There's some upside there. You got the roster spot. I, I, I think you, you do it. You know, it's not not too big a price to pay. Yeah, I'm gonna kiss it as well. It's a it's a classic flyer, and he and he put down a, a low enough amount of WAB on it that it's totally fine. Um, that's why we have WAB to take chances on players like this. So now, now Lucian, who's leading the WAB wars? So uh, I WAB actually. Wars. <laughs> oh, okay, I, well, I have it here. Okay, uh, let's hear it. <laughs> in the 200 WAB club, we still have. Bama Joe, roll tide, and our dear leader, Wes Miller. Um, I I spent one WAB this week. I'm down to 199. Jason still with 175. Uh, excuse me, Rise of Skylar Walker with 190, still looking good on the WAB front. And, of course, we have Eric here with zero. Eric, are you panicking with zero <laughs> WAB? Uh, absolutely not. Not even with all these COVID popping up and possible postponed games in the future? Would would you would you look to make a trade in the future for Wab if you thought you know it help you come playoff time if you make the playoffs one and two I don't know you know there will probably be a trade here or there where you know I feel like I might be giving up a little bit too much where I ask for some Wab back I can definitely see that in my future maybe like a you know twenty five or fifty Wab to just kind of get me over the hump there okay all right fair enough. All right, and that was the Wacky Wab um, game. And now we're going into the week four predictions. First up, the main slate, the, the main game on the main slate, the game of the week, Cooking Pies, Mr. Karen Peters sitting at 3-0 versus uh, Jason, um, Fresh Prince of Hilaire, I'm sorry, Elaire at 3-0 as well. Um, should be a great matchup, two undefeated teams. Eric, who do you got in this game? Honestly, I look at PD's team and I have no idea how the hell he's undefeated or third. Um, I I understand Russell Wilson's just playing out of his mind. Dalvin Cook's really good. And then Chris Carson, you know, he's solid. But like you look at the rest of his his roster and it's just bad. I, I don't know. I, I feel like he's he's just a fraud in this league. But on the other side, I mean, you know, I made a trade with, with Jason and I think that really rounded out his team nicely. I mean, he looks like he's going to be a contender probably for the championship. So I'm going to give this one to Jason. All right. And Brad, what are your thoughts? Big fan of what Jason's doing over there. We all know Karen Peters is a fraud. Uh, He's lucky to get Chris Carson back this week. Dalvin Cook, I'm very worried about. I'm I'm worried that things could go south there and the the tank could be in uh, with the Vikings. Obviously, he's starting Rob Gronkowski, which is just insanity. What a Karen move. Uh, This one goes to Jason. All right, I'm picking Jason as well. Um, Even though Karen has Russell Wilson, and that's probably the reason why his team is doing so well. 
Um, I feel he's lacking in other areas and Jason just has a really strong team. So, uh, Karen, this might not be a week. You might be heading to three and one. All right, next up we have the meh game of the week. Uh, unfortunately, I had to put myself into this as the only remaining 0-3 team in the league. It's the rise of Skylar Walker 0-3 versus Hogan's West's stepfather at 1-2. Um, I'll start this off since I'm in it. I I said my rise was coming. I thought it was going to happen last week, but you know, I've got to. I'm hoping it comes this week. I was telling Brad earlier I can't count out any team in this league. No team is going to be an auto win for me. It's going to be a battle every single week. Uh, but I think I will have enough this week to pull out a win. Um, my players are finally starting to come back. Everything's starting to fall into position. Fingers crossed. We'll see. Uh, but I'm giving it to myself this week. Not because I think Hogan's a bad team. It's just because I really need a win. Uh, but Brad, who do, you, who do you think got this? I'm going to let this speak. Yes. <laughs> is this is the rise, Lucian. This is where it begins against horrible Hogan. The worst team possibly ever. The most fraudulent champion ever. If you can even call him a champion. Take the trophy away, many are saying. Uh fraud team, fraud franchise, loser franchise. Lucian, this is the rise of Skylar Walker that's long been promised. Good, good. Um <laughs> That was pretty funny, Brad. Thank you. <laughs> Um, you, you, you almost made me do a Jar Jar Binks impression, but I'll, I'll hold off. <laughs> me, me and Misa need a win. <laughs> Misa need a win. <laughs> All right, Eric, who do you have in this one? Uh, yeah, I'm going to take Lucian as well. Um, I really like how your team's starting to round into uh, midseason form. You know, I made fun of Kareem Hunt, I think, right before week two. I think it was quarter one of week two, and and then he just took off. And you, you can really see that that offense can handle two running backs. Um, Jameson Crowder, love that pickup. You got him in like the sixth or seventh round. Um, just a complete team. And then I look over at Hogan's and I just, I don't even know who he drafted in the first round. It's just, I mean, one of the worst teams I've, I've, I've ever seen. I don't know why I'm surprised though. Hogan's always a contender for the toilet bowl. Um, I feel like he's always, you know, 12 for 13. He's just eking out, not quite getting there because we have one person who just doesn't care and then leaves the league. But, um, you know, maybe that happens again this year, but I see him being, you know, 12th, 13th, 14th in our league. I mean, Hor yeah, horrible Hogan likes to point out that he has scores points, but that doesn't matter. It's all about wins and losses. You play who's in front of you and horrible Hogan just never recognizes that. I mean, he's starting Derek Carr. I mean, what a homer decision that is. Um, Aaron Jones is fine. David Montgomery is the new Leonard Fournette. You know, Adam Thielen's good. Keelan Cole, I mean, you can probably drop Keelan Cole. No one would pick him up. Just it, it just looks it looks awful. So you know, I'm gonna have to go. I'm definitely gonna have to go with Lucian in this in in a landslide too. Wow. Uh, well, we were talking earlier about the Broncos and the Jets defense and how I picked up the Jets for free and then dropped them and spent Ted Wab on the Broncos and how I regretted that. But hopefully, <laughs> hopefully that won't hold me back this week. Um, but yeah, and then another thing about Hogan, you know, he made that trade for Tyler Higby and I was looking at the, uh, the targets or the, or the routes run for Higby and, and Everett. And I believe they're almost exactly the same this year. Um, which is a little disconcerting if you have Higby in your starting lineup. Um, but okay. All three of us for myself and that's the way I like it. Sorry, Hogan. 
Next up, we have Suck Up the Victories, uh, Robbie Ritchie, the newly minted dad, Robbie Ritchie, uh, uh, father to Charlie, uh, sending out one and two versus Paul Whenever Owned the Trophy, Wes Miller, a dear great, great dictator, um, at one and two as well. Um, Eric, let's start off with you. Who do you think is going to win this one? Um, and who's going home crying? I mean, Jesus, have you looked at Wes's team? I bet you when he drafted, he didn't think he'd be starting Joe Burrow, Mike Davis, and Antonio Gibson at the top of his lineup. I mean, damn, tough year, tough year. <laughs> uh, with that being said, I, I honestly think this matchup is going to be pretty even. You know, Devontae Adams is the best player between these two teams. You know, Robbie has Joe Mixon and Devin. I actually think Wes has better running backs than Robbie does, unfortunately. So um, I think a tight matchup, low scoring matchup. And, you know, I think maybe Wes ekes it out. Okay, Uh, Brad, what are your thoughts? Well, our dear leader sitting at one and two is, of course, going to bounce back this week. I, I do want to echo some of Eric's comments, but I'm sure our dear leader has a plan. He always does. I'm sure there'll be some trades coming. You know, I think he's putting a lot of eggs in the Devonta Freeman basket, which is interesting. But he's got the Minshew Magic. Obviously, Barkley, Saquon doesn't look like he's coming back. Uh, you know, Robbie came out big, came out swinging week one, put up the most points, and has really struggled since. Maybe he's too distracted by having a new kid. Uh, so I give this one to Wes, our dear leader. We did all call that. We did all say that he was going to be distracted as a new dad. So... This could be the story unfolding before our eyes right here. Um, Speaking of Robbie's running backs, he actually offered me a trade um, earlier on in the season. I think it was after game one, but it involved Devin Singletary for Kareem Hunt. And I told him I I wasn't interested. And he asked me who I'd rather have, Singletary or Hunt. And I told him I'd rather have Hunt. And he just couldn't believe me. He thought I was speaking crazy, speaking in tongues. Like, how could you want Hunt over Singletary? And this is exactly why I didn't want Singletary. We've got Zach Moss there eating into his targets. It's a pass-heavy offense. Uh, I know there's supposed to be a run first, but I mean, Josh Allen is airing it out, and Singletary is just not getting involved. And then Joe Mixon as well. He just can't find a place. They're always playing from behind, and they have to throw it. So Joe Mixon is not getting a lot of touches. This is a long-winded response uh, way of me saying that I think that uh, Wes is going to win this matchup, unfortunately for Robbie. And yeah, our dear dear dictator is going to get a win starting Mike Davis and Antonio Gibson. Um, But let's move on. Something more interesting. We have our special guest, Eric Miller, Wake and Drake versus the one and two Forn Hub. Um, I'll start off. Eric, I think you're going to win this one. Just going down the lineups, I have never been a fan of Nestor's team this year. And I think it's been only getting worse with injuries. Um, And... Right now, you're sitting as a wild card. You know, you've got a completely different team. We don't know what to expect. I'm not a huge fan of Beckham, but I am high on Robinson and Diggs. Um, and of course, you got Josh Allen. And Josh Allen, you know, is against against Patrick Mahomes. You couldn't have asked for a better quarterback to go up against him. So I'm giving this one to Eric. Um, Eric, I want to hear your thoughts, uh, how you feel this week. And I want to know, was the trade... Was, did anything? Did any part of it have to do with your matchup this week, or was this more about a lo- a long term plan? Uh, so I'll answer that first. It had nothing to do with the matchup this week. Um, I just felt like I had to get rid of a top heavy team and kind of 
dilute the talent, but spread it across a, a lot of different positions. Um, cause I, I don't like being in a position where I can't trade. And with that team, I felt like I couldn't trade unless I did something like this, mm -hmm. but now I have some wiggle room, you know, if I want to package a couple guys or, you know, if someone else gets an injury and they need to do something similar, you know, I have a team now I can trade with them like that. So it was a way to just kind of get more talent at more positions, even if I had to lose some, you know, a little bit. And honestly, I don't even feel like I lost a lot with Julio because I, I you know, Everyone kept telling me he was done, and I don't think he is, but I don't think he's the same Julio that he was before. Um, but looking at the matchup, you know, honestly, I just took a look at Nestor's lineup, and I didn't even know who G. Ward is, a wide receiver for Philadelphia. That, that, that's an interesting play. Um, he has no running backs. He has, obviously, one of the best, better quarterbacks. Uh, but I, I kind of like how I match up this, this week. So, you know, I'll take myself and maybe a, a 10 point win or so. Um, it'll be close. You know, I really have to get another running back. I don't know about JK Dobbins. So, um, oh, well, you know, Swift is out there on the waiver wire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm actually really big on Damian Harris. Um, I think, you know, in a couple weeks, maybe two to three weeks, he's going to be the lead back there and, and get a lot of volume, but you know, maybe I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm not. Well, you can always just make more trades if that doesn't happen. Uh, but Brad, who you have in this matchup? I think this all comes down to the quarterbacks. As Eric said earlier, it's a quarterback heavy league. I look out at Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, Mahomes playing New England. That's a you know admirable defense, but he's at home. So just for that, I'm giving the lean to Nestor. A little bounce back performance from him. Eric falls to one and three. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, we might both be one and three, according to Brad, Eric. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> not an enviable, enviable position, that's for sure. No, not at all. It sucks. Uh, <laughs> 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 but moving on, uh, we have El Chupacabra versus Or the Land of McCaffrey. Um, Paul sitting at one and two versus uh, Minor at three and oh. I actually have an upset this week, guys. I am going to give this one to Paul. Uh, just because Miner, you know, he's, he traded for some players who are good, but they might not play this week. Hopkins, Julio, both questionable. You got Stafford playing, you know. Hasn't hasn't put up big numbers this year. Um, I think that Paul might just upset Miner this week. I'm curious what other people think about this. Brad, how about you? I'm going with El Chupacabra. The, the name changes everything for me. He's going to come up big. I think uh, Nestor starting Fitzpatrick could totally backfire. Obviously, Seattle's not a very vaunted defense, but uh, I'm, I'm convinced Julio's not going to play this week. He's also got Gage, so he's got two Falcons receivers. Obviously, that's high, high volume, but if Julio's not out there, I, I just think, I, don't, I don't like what I'm seeing out of Miner. Uh, El Chupacabra, and I think El Chupacabra wins by at least 25. Whoa, 25 wow. points. That's a big one. Uh, but crazier things have happened. Uh, Eric, do you see it being this much of a runaway? I don't think it's a runaway. Um, I do like what Paul's done. You know, he kind of took advantage of me when I got D-Hop. I was pretty drunk when I made that trade. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I, I do like what, what he's put together. You know, that James Robinson, I know everyone gave him flack for that. But this guy looks like the real deal. Yeah. Um, and, you know, looking, looking at Miner's team, you know, Julio Jones playing Monday night, having that questionable. He didn't play last week. Uh, nothing's been good this week. I, I don't even know if you can play him 
I, he might have to start something like a Randall Cobb or Zach Pascal. And if that happens, he just has no shot. And even with D hop, D hop hasn't practiced all week. He's I think a game time decision. I mean, he traded for Stafford and then now he's just going to bench him. Um, so I really don't know what's, what's happening over here. It's kind of unfortunate for him. I didn't know uh, making when we made the trade that these guys were this injured. I mean, Julio is sure, but not D hop. So um, I, I think I have Paul uh, squeaking this one out, maybe 10 points or so. Wow. Well, according to minor, he doesn't really care if he wins or loses this week. Um, I guess he has some kind of other plan in mind. I know he always tries to play for week 13. That's how he builds his roster uh, to play that week 13 game. So maybe this is all part of his master plan. Uh, next up, we have Kamara Meha versus Banker Cat, our very own Brad Stone, both sitting at two and one. Um, Brad, I am assuming that you're picking yourself to win this week. Or are you being modest? This one's going to be a high flying affair. Uh, I love, <laughs> obviously, obviously losing Big Ben and uh, James Conner hurts. And we all have agreed how unfair our league's policy about COVID and games like that are. So I'm glad we talked about that earlier, Lucian. Uh, you know, everybody agrees that changes need to be made. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good with Baker, Baker, Mayfield, Baker, Baker, touchdown maker. Going to go in there, go big. People are questioning Lamar Jackson. Is he going through the Madden curse? I mean, he started in Ingram as well, who's done nothing. So, yeah, there's some sexy names on Thomas's team, but I think it's all fraudulent. I'm going to come together. I got Sanders. I got David Johnson. This is why you draft a, an extra running back like that for this exact situation. So I'm coming up big. I'm calling this one 150 Banker Cat, 120 Kamarameha. Wow, another margin of over 20 <laughs> points. <laughs> a lot of people are going to be scoring a lot of points this week. I hope so. Uh, but Eric, do you agree with Brad? Or are you picking uh, Thomas in this one? So I don't agree with Brad that this is going to be the highest scoring. I actually, I'm going to go the opposite and say this is going to be the lowest scoring. This is my meh matchup of the week. Um, once again, I, I look over at Thomas's team and I have no idea how he's doing well. I understand Kamara has just been crazy and Amari Cooper's really good. But other than those two, I mean, the rest of his team has been either average or below average. He has Edelman on the bench, which is interesting. Um, I'd probably get him in the starting lineup. I understand he's hurt, but Edelman usually plays through any injury. And then I look at Brad's team and uh, it just got decimated by that um, bye week. So Roethlisberger and James Conner out, you know, starting Baker Mayfield's never fun. Miles Sanders should eat, um, but he doesn't really have any wide receivers. You know, LaVisca should not go buffs, but I don't think he's, he's the starting wide receiver in this league. Uh, but he has Kelsey. So, you know, he always has a shot, you know, maybe 95 to 90. I'll give this one to Thomas because he has Kamara essentially. Yeah. I'm also giving this one to Thomas just because of the Steelers and Titans game. You know, a lot of Brad's best players can't go on the field this week. Um, when you, you know, you have to start a player like Chenault. Um, then again, Thomas is starting a player like Hardman, but, Man, Kamara, he's just – he's been so good this year. He's basically been what CMC was last year. He's been that this year. So that – and Lamar Jackson, he's got to have a get right game here coming up. I think Washington could be that game. Uh, I think Chase Young is still out. That pass rush on Washington is not as strong. Uh, Ingram also needs a get right game. This could be a game where they're up, up ahead, and there might be a lot more running, so we'll see. 
but I think it's going to be a close matchup uh, despite the injuries and <clears throat> bye weeks that Brad is suffering from. And I think Thomas just squeaks away with another win. And we're all asking ourselves, how is Thomas winning all these games? And it's because of things like this, circumstances like this. So unfortunately, Brad, I'm sorry. Giving it to Thomas this week. Sad. Sad. I, I'm used to everybody ganging up on me. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Two and one. I'm proving all the haters wrong. You don't need receivers in this league. Uh, apparently not. So, all right. That brings us to our last matchup of the week. It's Roll Tide, Bama Joe, one and two versus the Quarantine Hut, Travis Shatsky, also at one and two. Um, I'm picking Joe to win this one. Travis, I know he got a win last week, but it was it was a lucky win. Uh, Michael Thomas is still out, and I'm just not sure Travis is doing enough to take his team over the hump. Um, and that's why I have to give it to Joe this week, even though I'm not really big on both teams. Uh, but Brad, I'm curious, who do you have in this matchup? Roll Tide. Roll Got tide? a big Judy touchdown last night. Hate to see that he left Melvin Gordon on the bench in those 26.8 points. Uh, going with Daryl Henderson of the Rams, of course. Uh, but, you know, that's not the worst matchup, so I, I think he'll get away with it. And uh, it's interesting, though. I, Eric and Lucian have not differed on a single game yet. Collusion? I'm wondering. <laughs> uh, I think he just knows that he's got he's to pair up with one of the top-rated predictors in the podcast history. So I don't, I don't doubt – I don't uh, fault him for that. But we'll, we'll see now. Who, who are you picking for this matchup? Eric, you know, this is, this is another tough one to choose. I would have started Melvin Gordon, um, but I wouldn't have started Jerry Judy. So, I mean, I guess he kind of has to, uh, but Christian Kirk could have been an interesting play if D hop isn't, isn't playing there. Um, and you know, I, I did, I kind of liked what Travis did during the draft initially, uh, you know, with Michael Thomas being out, that's tough. Um, you know, it's really tough to overcome losing your, your first round pick, especially if you're not making moves and you're just, uh, you know, looking towards the waiver wire. Um, it's really difficult to overcome that, you know, looking at his team, I don't really see a whole lot. I like, you know, T Y Hill and Jarvis Landy, Preston Williams might not even get 15 points combined. Um, that's a very possible outcome. So I'm going to, I'm going to go roll tide here. Um, Tyree kill, you know, can still have a good game against New England. Henderson's been the, the workhorse um, there for the Rams. And, you know, Josh Jacobs is Josh Jacobs. So I think I'm going to take Bama, Bama Joe. Well, there we go. Eric and I all have the same predictions this week. So, Brad, this could either be good or bad for you, depending on how the matchups go. <laughs> it's going to be a huge week for me. We only differed on two. So, kind of, kind of a bland picking week, but it's very chalk. Uh, we're, we're obviously, I, I'd say it was a very chalk week out of the, out of the picks. I differed a little bit and I can't wait to kick Thomas's ass. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that was the week four predictions. Uh, we hope everyone has a good matchup this Sunday and Monday and that your players do well. But before we go, I'm just, Eric, any last parting words for the league while you have the, uh, the platform? Yeah, uh, don't be scared to negotiate. Just because a trade gets offered, you don't just have to shut it down and not talk anymore. Uh, You know, look to make your teams better. Make some trades. Search for some trades. You know, I had no one approach me uh, when I was trying to trade D-Hop, you know, besides Wes. (laughs) But, you know, get out there. Try to put something together. You know, let's let's get this uh, the rest of the season rolling. It's going to be interesting. 
I just have one question, Eric. How can we negotiate a trade when we're too busy being offended by the trade offered to us? You can't do both at the same time. <laughs> Never. You, you can. can. I can't. No, 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 no. I have to be offended by the trade. I, I can't negotiate. I need a safe space. I need a safe space. You don't give you know, me a safe space, Eric. You know, when you when you get offended by the trade, you, you don't let them know that. You, and then you subtly, you know, make offers towards other players and kind of gauge the room a little bit. You know who's really um, good at that is Paul. You can offer a trade to Paul. He'll be like, oh, interesting, interesting. I'm about to eat dinner. Let me think about it for a little bit. And then you never hear from him for hours. Then you see that he's made a trade with someone else. He does this every single time. It's really annoying, actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, everyone, trades are good. Trades are fun. Trades helps the league be more interactive. Make more trades. Uh, before we go, Brad, any last words? Yeah, looking forward to a great weekend. And, and uh, you know, I'm looking forward to all the Venmos and uh, birthday well wishes from everybody. As we know, that's... Uh, I'm just going to thank everybody in advance for that. So very good. Uh, Lucian, you? Brad dot, or Brad dash stone dot two. Bradley dash stone dash two. Just go ahead and send me some money. Thank you. (laughs) All right. I'd like to thank Eric for being our guest this week. And to everyone else in the league, remember, we hate you all. We hate you all. All right. Good night, everyone. Thanks, guys.